Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. quote is read by Nicole DeBoer. What I was really hoping to say with all of Star Trek is that it is not all over. It has not all been invented or explored. That really, we are a unique species, we humans, but we are in our infancy and really our whole future is still ahead of us. I want to say to young-minded people, live, explore. And I'd love to welcome back our guest host this week, Joey Clift, comedian, TV writer, currently writing on Spirit Rangers, soon to be released on Netflix. Welcome back, Joey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say this quote came out in, I think it was 1989, around Mm -hmm. that area. Mm -hmm. So um, when Gene Roddenberry is talking about the future, he's trying to imagine a future where Hot Pockets and dubstep exists. He's trying to inspire. He's just like, I need dubstep to get invented. (laughs) I think this quote actually is so lovely and philosophical and in a weird way reminds me of the way my own dad started speaking like my dad was totally agnostic Mm -hmm. and uh, was jewish until his deathbed and then he was the biggest jew ever (laughs) happy rosh hashanah everybody so there is that i don't know why it reminds me of that this sort of quality where it almost sounds like gene could be looking back or forward right really he's looking forward at a world he might not actually Mm -hmm. be in at this point, which is weird, man. It's weird when you take that in, uh, no matter what age you're at. And it is such a beautiful sentiment, mm-hmm. right? It is just the beginning. I always say, I describe this time period as the wild, wild west, man. We're in our infancy. I completely agree with that. And I'm annoyed. I want it to be born way in the future when we're yeah, transporting, yeah. as opposed <laughs> to this infancy we're in now. Um, but I love it. It's very, it's encouraging. It's it's lovely. It's saying, hey, man, we're great, but but there's so much bigger mm-hmm, than us. Mm-hmm. And um, when we can look at that in an inviting way or something to look forward to rather than an intimidating mm-hmm. way, I think it's a really it's a really beautiful place to be as a human. I also feel that jealousy of when you see uh, these technological advancements in, in Star Trek with the transporter and then when in Discovery they go even 900 years farther into the future and the transporters are on their communicators, their personal transporters. So you not only have to be on a transporter pad anymore, you can just transport anywhere by the tap of a brooch on your shirt or a communicator on your shirt. And that's what's really what I love about sci-fi in general, but Star Trek in particular, because, you know, we have 50 plus years of invented 
technology that uh, we hopefully will see one day or or at least has maybe inspired some uh, technological advances that we enjoy today and our personal communication devices. But ever the um, the dreamer, Gene Roddenberry absolutely knew that not everything has been invented. Not every technological advance has been created. And, you know, the the boundaries of science are always expanding. So you know, to the young people, live, explore. It's so aspirational. I love it. Oh my God, I know I, we're old enough to be like to the young people. <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from that beautiful statement he made. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all, all this kind of reminds me of a quote that's been floating around the internet that's like, we're, we were born too late to explore the planet, too early to explore the stars, but just in time to look at cat memes. So like, and somebody likes cat memes. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, something that I really love about this quote, it's a very, in, it's a very like Native American indigenous mindset, I think that Gene Roddenberry didn't necessarily intend when saying it. There's this um, belief for a lot of tribal nations of uh, the seven generations rule. So you, the, the decisions that you're making now aren't just for you. They're sp- hopefully designed to benefit people that, are, that exist seven generations into the future. It's just a very much a mindset of like, we didn't inherit the land from our ancestors. We're borrowing it from the people in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really love about like quotes like this that are definitely designed to like, you know, uh, make good in a world that you might not necessarily like, you know, live long enough to be a part of. And like, that's mm-hmm. cool. I think that that's how I try to live my life too, you know? Why seven, seven? Just out of curiosity, you said seven generations. Um, I don't know exactly why off the top of my head. Why, um, you're not an expert on all the lore of everything that <laughs> yeah, came sorry. before you in your yeah, culture? Yeah, <laughs> there's 570 plus federally recognized tribes. I only kind of know my own tribes and that's about it. <laughs> No, no, I'm giving you a hard time. No, no, people no, ask me, it. like, I'm the arbiter of everything mm-hmm. blackness. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Ask a ask an egghead that went to school for this. I write poop jokes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is, again, so encouraging and looking forward, right? Because also, this quote from 1989-ish, um, I re- I, oh, I'm going to out myself as a grown-up, but I remember the mm-hmm. 80s. Well, it was greed. It was spandex. It was, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in that decade, too. But um, it was, greed is good was sort of the motto. You know, Wall Street is king. Greed is good. So saying this at the end of that kind of decade, I think, carries even more weight. Because I'm Gen X, right? So sort of poised at someone like me. It's saying, listen, it's we were cynical, man. We were cynical coming out of that. And he's saying, no, we're where there's so much more. This is nothing. This is the teeniest bit. We are little crawling babies. And if if we can just let ourselves explore what is inside ourselves mm-hmm. before we get to outer space, right? Then we've got this beautiful future ahead of us. And, you know, he says, live and explore. I was waiting for the prosper. But, you know, maybe he left that. I, I can't speak, obviously, for him, but maybe he left it out because that was all we heard in the 80s was prosper, yeah. money, 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 yeah. prosper. So I just wonder if it was, hey, man, live and explore. Interesting. That's I, I love that you picked up on that. I think he just realized prospering so hard to do. And he was just like, I'm not going to put that on the next generation. They got their own problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hope in this. And 
I don't know if it was, uh, I was in an interview. I was wondering if it was delivered at like a college mm-hmm. thing because that's kind of what it sounds like. And also, I just want to point out, this is someone who, uh, I think he passed away a couple of years after this, right? So still so encouraging. I think a lot of people, you know, when you get older and you get closer to things slowing mm-hmm. down, right? You feel your body slowing down. I know a lot of grumpy, grumpy ass old people who are really mad about that, which I probably will be one when I'm old, you know, <laughs> but I'm saying it's it's easy to get cynical and it's easy to get tired and it's easy to kind of give up and it's easy to to just go whatever. And this man didn't. Right. He's still going. No, 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 no. But also he passed kind of young, mm-hmm. actually, I think, mm-hmm. too. So it's not like he knew it's like the end of his life was coming. But I do think we get a sense uh, I always akin it to, um, um, I feel like a time lord, right? I joke that I'm a time lord. And I'm finally starting to hear the drums, which is the signal for a time lord, that you may not live forever. And I was like, what? Huh. It was a real eye-opener for me, actually, to take in. And not that I thought I was going to live forever. I didn't. But I guess I kind of did in a weird way, like all people do, right, when you're young. And now I'm like, I get it. Time here is finite. I want to make the most of it with what I can. And that means... Um, understanding that that again there's still so much to learn yeah and i something that i really appreciate about like this quote and a lot of kind of gene broddenberry's mindset is that like he's looking at humanity and the planet earth with like a bird's eye view like i mean quite literally from space because star trek but like it's looking at it as like oh what is what is the what is the real thing that i want to put forth other than just like my own personal enrichment or wealth or whatever like what can i do to better everybody that's on this planet and like part of it is like through messages like this that are like just designed to inspire the next generation to like do cool shit you know i would actually agree with um what you just said and i also think i wonder how we are going to react when we meet another species, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this before on here, but because we're this quote is, you know, again, about our humanity and who we are and how much we have left to grow and give. And I just kind of, I wonder, like, I think I would be able to approach it. Like if I met an alien, I think I'd be super excited to sit down, but I also know that I might be really, really flipped mm-hmm. out, right? So would I? am I brave enough to explore? Am I brave enough to tackle new things? I think that I kind of am because in a way, Gene was talking about this in terms of lofty things in space, but if I can pivot it to just us for a minute. We can do this with ourselves, with our own person, right? Most of us are in our own infancy of understanding what motivates mm-hmm. us, what, why we sabotage ourselves, why we do the things we do, right? So I would say the same as far as our own personal internal space to live and explore that internal space within us as well. Yeah. When I think that it goes to kind of the core of like what, what the word alien means like alien is oftentimes just different than ourselves and you can have somebody that's you can meet aliens that are also humans you know that are like to me um if i met like a football player who was like six foot five and like 400 pounds of muscle they would be an alien to me (laughs) because i'm a tiny tiny man (laughs) um so you know i feel like if i saw like an you know extraterrestrial alien as long as they didn't seem like they were gonna like laser me to death I'd be like, oh, we're probably fine in the same way that like, <laughs> actually, no, actually, I, I take that back. I'm the sort of person where when I go hiking in the woods, if I see any animal, if it's like a deer that like 
is smaller than me. I'm still just like, oh, I'm afraid of this deer. What's it going to do? So yeah, I, I, I take that back. I'd be terrified to see anything that's not also a comedy writer that's 5'10 and weighs like 120 pounds. And, the, you know, the quote mentioned, it speaks to young-minded people, not necessarily young people. I consider myself a young-minded person. I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm of a certain age, uh, Rachel, as you like to say. Uh, we I'm Gen X, so I am... Uh, I'm even older than elder millennial. But, you know, this quote, when he speaks to young minded people, you know, I think that he's talking to me, too. You know, like and it's I just hearken back to the fact that it's so inspirational. And while people who are young have the uh, maybe they have more energy to be to take more risks and to to boldly go more than I would at my now advanced age. Um, but, you know, I still consider myself young minded. So I feel like this this quote, you know, speaks to me too to live, to explore. That's kind of what I meant when people, you know, like we have to just take it in mm-hmm. all. And you're working on a show, Joey, right now that is going to introduce people to mm-hmm. something perhaps they haven't seen before that will be foreign to them, even though it shouldn't mm-hmm. be right and that's sort of exploring something and hopefully you're inviting other people to explore, right? Yeah, that, that is also something that like we talk about a lot kind of in the Spirit Rangers writers room is like to a lot of people, I think a lot of American society like they don't it's like they don't think that Native American people are like still around. So like by mm-hmm. us just showing a contemporary Native family mm-hmm. who like are existing and flourishing in 2021 that is a level of exploration for some people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to go back to what you were talking about, about like, you know, kind of like manifest destiny and space and things like that is like, you know, my, my hope is that the way that we look at space travel is less like a colonization thing. Like we're going to a place and taking it over and building up our own stuff and more like uh, like partnering and co- and collaborating with other life forms to create hopefully a better universe for everybody. So it's looking at it less as a colonization thing and more as a partnership thing. Mm hmm. You are and I are and Trent is, but didn't didn't the country say I claim this space rock already? That's already happening. And again, if there was a planet made of diamonds, there would be a war here on this planet. Control of that planet. That's my fear. But we shouldn't give in to fear because I'm assuming on your TV show that you're writing on, Joey, right? There's like optimism in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there is an entire episode about a diamond planet that <laughs> just came <kidding>, really. <laughs> I want I want my credit, Joey. Do I get in the writers see. union? Yeah, story by Rachel True. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Well, thank you, Joey, so much for another great conversation. And if you would like to watch the videos of our guests reading these quotes, you can check them out on our various uh, Roddenberry social media networks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us. Post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 